This podcast is a discussion of Christian devotionals and self-help books and is intended for entertainment purposes only. The ideas discussed on this podcast are adult-themed and come with a blanket trigger warning. The intent of this podcast is not to attack any person who uses or gifts the materials under discussion, nor is it intended as a critique of the author. Rather, it is the ideas and messages we feel are being expressed in the materials that are being reviewed and examined. With expletives. Hey folks, welcome back to Goddamn Devotionals, a podcast where we break down the harmful ideas and messages found in Christian devotionals and self-help books, brightly divining the bull from the shit just for you. I'm JR. And this is JP. And today we're moving right along with the seventh chapter of Lisa Bevere's Adamant. This chapter is titled Adamant for Truth and would seem to be an explanation of what truth is or should be. Uh, We're back to a five-part breakdown for this chapter. The introduction, connection section, clarification section, application section, and the closing uh, prayer section. So, starting us off with the introduction, um, there's no personal story to start this one. Oh, darn. I know. Instead, (laughs) we get the... Definition of what truth is. I'm going to go with like a Sunday school answer. Yeah? Yeah. Is it Jesus? Hey, you get a gold star. In my crown. Yes. (laughs) So this definition is backed up by the reinterpretation of John 4.16 as an exclusionary statement. John 4.16 is the verse that says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? Mm -hmm. So Lisa decides she's going to add the word only in. Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life. So she makes it exclusionary. This allows Lisa to create an all-or-none type fallacy. Either Jesus is true, or no one is. Nothing is. Okay, yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, with the connection section, because Jesus is the only truth, Christians are the only ones with knowledge about the truth. Which Christians? Hey, (laughs) good question. (laughs) Everybody's right. And wrong. (laughs) Oh, mm -mm. Lisa reminds us that the truth cannot be relative. There is no your truth, or my truth, or their truth. There is only truth. Does she not understand that she just said she's wrong? (laughs) Because she's demonstrating Jesus' truth as her truth. So, she's wrong. (laughs) Now, uh, we're reminded that the truth, with a capital T, is not tied to public opinion either. Except when public opinion aligns with Christian opinions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this is like a new talking, not a new talking point at all, but it is a current talking point that's being plugged by a lot of different TV pastors and personalities. This is, you know, popular opinion, current opinion is not the truth. You must go back to the Bible and ignore anything else that's happening in the world around you right now. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After all, truth can only be found in the ancient texts. That's right. Even though they're very quick to say what was, you know, true then, what what Jesus was speaking to, or what the Bible was speaking to then, is as true then as it is today, and as true today as it was then. Or they were speaking to us, you know, 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
let's move on to our clarification section. See, because Christians are the only pure and enlightened ones, they're mm-hmm. the only ones whose ancient texts are correct, sure. they are the ones who have the right to interpret their God and their scriptures as they want, and to label <laughs> as heretical any interpretation of that God or scripture that they don't like. Of course, this is going to depend on what interpretation you hold to, but every single denomination has their own interpretation and every single one is right. I think you said something a minute or two ago about relativism Relativism is out and it's <laughs> back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how else are we going to determine what's true and what's not? <laughs> Um, God is, again, uh, here described as unmoving, unchanging, only staying in one spot. That Well, he's, he's a rock, adamant. Yeah, that seems to be his best feature. This, this chapter, adamant truth, it's the hard truth. It's what we all want in a God. Hardness. <laughs> Hardness. Immovability. <laughs> I'm sure um, this is going where we wanted to go. <laughs> or where Lisa was trying to get it. <laughs> also thrown into this chapter for good measure, just bonus content, demons are real. I did not see that didn't. coming. <laughs> I mean, she's been leading up to it. I, this whole, I have no idea. It's just, it's thrown in there. Just as kind of like a bonus, hey, demons. And you kind of go, okay, not sure what to do with that, but are, apparently they're real. All when, right. when, when you're running out of material, things are starting to dry up, introduce spiritual warfare. It works for everybody. <laughs> Frank Peretti built a career on it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, relativism is just demons at play. You know, stirring up the minds of peoples to... Not have truth. Not have truth, yes. Or at least the true truth. Mm -hmm. They'll offer alternative facts. Ah, yes. All right, so let's figure out what we're supposed to do with this whole chapter. We'll move on to our application section here. Remember, first of all, that if you're a Christian... You can use your God to forgive yourself when you lie or when you hurt others. God will forgive you mm-hmm. because you're a Christian. So you can use your God to, to forgive yourself. All right. So regardless of what you do, you have this is the this is the ethical conundrum that drives a lot of people nuts about this. Of like a um, it's a get out of jail free card mentality of hey, I did something absolutely heinous or abysmal to a non-Christian or a brother and a sister in Christ, but I ask God to forgive me, and he's okay with me, so even if I give you a blanket apology, it's okay if you don't forgive me, God has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You ultimately get forgiveness for whatever it is that you've done, or Mm -hmm. whatever it is somebody else thinks that you've done. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of the responsibility off of somebody doing something very offensive. Yeah, you don't have to actually take responsibility for your actions. I was just my sin man, my, my old self, trying to resurface. That's mm-hmm. that's the hard truth, people. Yeah, yeah. Christians can mm-hmm. also call anyone they want to a liar and then use that label of liar to justify their actions towards that person. <laughs> just, you know, you know. That's, that's... those Them's is the rights you has as a Christian. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, anybody who disagrees with me is is a liar. They're presenting things that are they're not the true way. Mm-hmm. They're almost even might be heretical. Yes, and that can... must be shut down. 
Therefore, I can do whatever and have it be justified under the auspices of I am shutting down whatever sets itself up against the truth. I mean, this isn't really new. This is something that if you go looking through church history for about five minutes on Wikipedia, you'll find plenty of uh, accounts and information through the ages of somebody presenting something that mainstream Christian authority doesn't agree with. And there's such thing amongst Christianity. Most religions have this, where you have somebody who has something that uh, is either in the minority or one group doesn't agree with. And if they're nice, they call you a liar. If they're a little bit more serious and zealous, they might introduce you to uh, your maker. <laughs> By and large, usually through not nice means. Very unloving means. Yeah, love, yeah, adamant, adamant love. love. <laughs> After all, Christians have the truth on their side. Yes. And because they and have... an unwavering flag in a very <laughs> stiff breeze. <laughs> I mean, we've got a hard God, so... Because they have the truth, Christians cannot be labeled as liars by outside groups. Oh... Okay, living in a post-9-11 world, this was always a, a claim against uh, Muslims, was that Christians, especially amongst the evangelical community, would always label Muslims as, uh, from their sacred text, the Quran, that uh, a Muslim was not obligated to tell the truth to a non-believer. And it was basically saying, if you need to get out of trouble or get yourself away from a hard situation, it is permissible to lie. Christians, however deny that they have this same permission, that they always seem to represent themselves as having a much higher moral code and ethics that they would never, ever deny their faith or lie to get out of an opportunity for persecution. But this is, whenever the truth is only good for us, anybody on the outside is a liar, it's the same concept. It's the same same thing they accuse other groups of doing. They do themselves. It's, yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. They can still look at themselves internally and go, but I'm not a liar, and you can't call me one because I have the truth. You have the truth, I but what you're saying truth, may yes. not be the truth. <laughs> <laughs> or regardless of, yeah. 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 Keeping all that in mind, your application, what you need to do is not be confused because if you're confused that might mean that you're not really a christian because there's no room for confusion ah. in christianity once you have the truth you can't lose it if you feel diffident about any subject it means that you have not stayed true and walked the straight and narrow path you've lost sight of the truth somewhere along the path yeah, you're doubting and mm. anyone who doubts is like a wave tossed to and fro the blindly charging forward whether you know what's going on or not you know confidence in an mm -hmm. idea that this is what happens when when people are confronted with mistaken ideology and massive disillusionment that follows because they don't know what to believe anymore mm -hmm. because they don't take the time to actually question what they're learning what they're teach what's being taught they just accept hey what i have is the truth and there is no way i can be wavering in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. yeah, and if you do, then I can look at you and go, well, you might not really be a Christian because mm -hmm. you had doubts or yeah. questions you, or you, whatever. You didn't just charge ahead with mm -hmm. what you knew to be true. Convictions. Yeah. As opposed to going, at this point, when you were so charged up in your convictions, you can't allow yourself to have made a mistake because if you have, then 
you are built upon such a house of cards that it's going to sweep everything out from under you if you admit in this in this case it's that you don't know something or that you got something wrong but it's in the mind of the, the believer a supreme weakness if you admit that you have made some kind of mistake it just topples you over you have no foundation anymore. yeah yeah and as a Christian you must be the example of light to the dark, evil mm. world. So you might be called upon to be a hero or a martyr, or I mean, if God sees fit to make you one. You might be called upon to make the ultimate sacrifice and perform the ultimate honor to God. So you, you have to stay true to the end. You have mm. to keep the truth. You, you have to keep in mind that you are the example of what a good Christian is and should be. This is a just prime example of faith in the absence of humility. If you do not have some level of humility to walk forward, I, I know that I don't have this 100% right. I am trying every day to walk this walk, but I'm willing to admit that I don't know everything. That person there's at least hope for. Someone who's charging ahead, believing that they have every last grain of truth, and there's nothing new to learn, or nothing that they can, can value other than their own opinion. There's nothing you can do with that. Because that's true honor. Oh. <laughs> it's painful to watch. It's usually someone with a thousand-yard stare. <laughs> right. All right. So with that, let's close in prayer. Ooh. Our closing Praises. prayer today is that God will make you realize that he is the only true truth because you can only tell if he's the true, true truth if he tells you he's the true truth because what he says is always the truth. I must be losing my faith already. I'm already confused. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll close it out. If you got any stories about... Adamant hardness. Adamant hardness. Shoot us an email. We love hearing your stories. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> the true truth. It's my yes. truth. <laughs> you don't get to be relative here. Damn it. <laughs> Join us again next time for uh, the next episode of this rock hard devotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>